Here we are. I made it. All right. So I'm just going to give a few minutes for everybody to get in here. And then we're going to read the disclaimer. I want this open. There we go. If you're in the comments, say what's up. And hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Why are you irritated? Me too. What's up? Yay, you're off work today. I see y'all. I see y'all. What's it? What's irritating you? Hey, Kelly. Just so y'all know what I'm talking about here, because everybody's on Twitch except for little Bobby Customs. Uh, tell me what you're irritated about, and I will read the disclaimer while we're doing that. Uh, it's about that time you're about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast, Can Queen and MJ. MJ is not here today. I'll explain why in a moment. Uh, this is an adult content show with no limitations on subject language or actions, opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts, their subsidiaries, their guests. If you aren't sure, don't worry. We'll tell you or our faces will. It's about time to get this session started. So thanks for rolling up and showing up. And we hope that you enjoy the show. So while we're waiting to f- figure out why Little Bobby Customs is a little irritated today, um, I oh shit, like refill right. Wait, Florida as a whole, like on their prescription medications, or Florida on the legalized cannabis scene. MJ says, "What's up to everybody." I haven't even heard that whole song. I just know that part of it. Anyways, um, so today MJ is not here um, because she's got jury duty. Uh, if you follow us on our on our gram, then you know that um, she posted a picture. Um, yeah, uh, you're irritated by that. I'm happy about that. <laughs> but also, I think the court should be closed today too because it's a state court. It was not closed. And so now MJ has jury duty and hopefully she doesn't get called because it's a long case and we can't afford that. So hopefully she'll be back on Wednesday. Speaking of Wednesday, I am still working to line up some guests for Wednesday and the future shows, the future of the Canvas Closet. I'm just going to explain to y'all what's going on so that you know that I'm not just being a slacker. And if you are a potential guest for the show, trust me, I'm working on it. Um, but here's the thing is that, uh, we're, we're working on a few things. So first of all, this is not a moneymaker. This is where we come to hang out with you guys, educate people who want to listen, um, sometimes have a good little banter, uh, smoke, smoke a blunt with some friends. We would love to have sponsorship. It's something that we, um, kind of work on, but not as hard as we should. And we do need to focus on those things. And I get that. Um, But this right now is not making us any money. Now, what we would like to do with this show is get some sponsorship and not necessarily put money in our pockets, but put money or, or resources uh, in the bank, you know what I'm saying? So, or, or, 
whatever that bank is, be it a, be it a, uh, you know, an actual bank or like our bank of sponsors that offer us like room and board or, you know, travel gas money or whatever. So those are the kind of sponsors that we're looking for, obviously product sponsors as well. And in exchange, we will share your information on our podcast we would even potentially do an exclusive um, for you. And there could be potentially like a Queen Kitty situation uh, in in the mix too. Like maybe we would offer you um, some free Queen Kitty or something like that um, for your services. So, uh, so with that said, uh, we are working really hard uh, to take Queen Kitty to the next level. Now we just started this company in March. We're already out of the lemon kiss. It's very popular. And uh, we've got our labels into print right now. uh, And just ordered a a refill of those, uh, like a replenishment of our stock. So with that, we're working with a group right now. Queen Kitty is working with a group right now. And that group has us doing a lot of homework uh, on top of our daily stuff. So we, we, um, a lot of times uh, this is where you start is what this group has us doing. And we kind of skipped over all that shit and just got right into business. And so while we still have active business things going on, uh, we are also completing these other tasks that are going to launch us into a bigger space and into a better situation. Um, and so that's why. <laughs> and so back around to the podcast, that's why um, it, it may seem like I've been slacking on getting guests in here, but I have not, I promise. And I'm just working on time management right now and trying to get everything done. Um, so, and which makes it even harder that she has jury duty right now because she is working. She's actually working while she's there waiting. So she's doing some of the administrative behind the scenes stuff, which I really love about her because she's really good at that. And that's kind of like what she does. And, um, but yeah, we have so much to do that it's just, it really sucks that um, that the damn state government is taking her away from me right now. Um, let's see, medical, uh, medical site used to be um, full refill every 35 days. Now it refills per purchase. And it's hard to explain because I don't really understand. And you know, I didn't really understand. <laughs> see, I didn't understand your 35 day um, refill situation. And I think that is probably what's complicating your everyday situation because most states have like an everyday situation. So like I can get two ounces a day on the medical side or one ounce a day on the retail side. Um, and so that makes it easy for me to keep track of my limits. But when your limit is extended throughout a 35 day period, what is your daily limit then? Like what is your everyday limit? And if you didn't purchase that, if you don't purchase that every day, can you purchase, can you purchase all 35 days in one shot? I can't remember that rule or not. I can't remember that one. And so that's a question. And then what is your daily limit? And if it resets every day, does that change? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, four ounces a month, but you can you can you buy that all in one shot? And then, and then, so Missouri is four ounces a month. Florida is two and a half ounces every 35 days. 
and that includes everything for Missouri and includes everything also for Florida. Yeah. So Lisa, I got to tell you, you know, this is going to be kind of a candid show because it's just me and I'm not sticking to the rules. Of course, I, I don't do that. Uh, I got to tell you, nobody, <sighs> nobody that is a vote yes proponent has um, reached back out to me. So I'm concerned about whether or not it's going to be a debate or just like a one-sided conversation about the other, because I have plenty of people that come on and tell us why we should not vote yes. But I'm trying to like have transparency here. And um, she just got out. She's free. So I wonder what that means for her. I wonder if she's going to join us or not. Uh, I wonder if she's free forever or if it's just for the day. I wonder if, I hope they released her forever. So if you buy a half ounce today, hasn't responded to me, hasn't responded to me, said no, I think John, oh, I haven't reached out to John Payne. That's the only one. I think I just got his email from you. Uh, Waxy, no, has not, has not reached back out to me, has not reached back out to me. The other three have not reached back out to me. John Payne is the only one that I haven't reached out to yet. And it's because I have. I've, yeah, I've got so much. Woo, I'm overwhelmed. Okay. Yeah, I say what the fuck too. I would say what the fuck too, because it's not a yes. It's not a, like, I feel like part of the reason is because they feel like, well, we don't have to fight for our side because people are going to vote yes for legalization. But here's the thing is that your, your vote no are out there. The vote no proponents are out there. They're out there in force. And also the polls are starting to show like a really kind of close uh, divide on a lot of the polls. They're, they're very close. They're, it's like a very close, almost half and half, not quite, but almost. Your undecideds are going are gonna to make that, make that decision. And your undecideds are who you need to talk to. So I, I don't understand, but, and especially like, like, I mean, if you're so confident about it, then come tell us about it. Come tell us why we should continue to be on your side. But hey, you know, who am I? I don't know. Just some, just some, what is that guy? There's, there's a guy named Mac and he lives in Illinois, by the way. His vote doesn't count either, but he was arguing me. Pretty sure he got me like, like restricted, like not blocked, not banned on Facebook, but restricted. So if there was like a seven day period where I couldn't like or comment anything, it was right after I got off of a ban too. So I was super frustrated. And it was right after I had been in the comments being like, hey, we're looking for people who are proponents of this, who are yes proponents of this bill to come on the podcast and join us for a debate. We have people on the no side but we would really love to get some people on the yes side. And if anybody's undecided, we would love to have you as a moderator, right? So I put that message out and this guy gets all up in his fucking, I don't know, gets all high and mighty up in his britches or whatever. And um, says fucking starts calling us a small podcast, starts like making these little underhanded comments and like laughing at me or whatever. And I'm like, First of all, you've never heard my podcast, clearly. Uh, second of all, who cares if it's small? I reach the people that I reach, and I reach a lot of Missourians. And third, like, if you're in Illinois and your vote doesn't matter, why are you on here arguing with me about this? Like, I don't understand why people do that. 
You know what I'm saying? So then he blocked me. And then Christina came on and said something about our podcast in like a positive light. And then I came on as the podcast and I was like, this is for you. Because he was like, you don't know how to, he told me a couple of times I didn't know how to debate, but he blocked me right after he said that. I was like, I feel like a person who is in the middle of a disagreement with somebody and then blocks that person right after they say that that person doesn't know how to debate is actually like the person that doesn't know how to, like, what are you talking about? Like, you just blocked me because you didn't want to hear my response to you. So anyways, I hope he has the day he deserves every day of his life. That's how I feel. I would like to know if I have any friends out there that would like to take me out on an island vacation because I will go. I will go. Just letting you know that now. You don't have to just ask. You just have to be like, hey, you want to go on an island vacation with me? And I'll be like, yeah, probably. I mean, probably. Which island? Which island? As long as it's not like the Bermuda Triangle, because I have an irrational fear about that, because I grew up in the 80s. And I, I, did they ever find any of these missing people? Did they ever figure out the mystery? Why doesn't anybody care about this anymore? When I was growing up, there used to be documentary after, not documentary, but like show after show, like you could watch one of them. What was the shows called? Like Unsolved Mysteries and shit shit like that i don't know if it was on unsolved mysteries but my point is it was on like shit shows like that. not shit shows but like little, little shows like that. let me just keep digging this hole that i'm digging the point is, is there was a lot of shit out there about the fucking bermuda triangle and how people was getting lost in it and then now what nothing nobody's gotten lost did people learn their lesson in the 80s and stay the fuck away i'll take a pool boy too i'm in an open hole open polyamorous relationship marriage yeah check also though i think i married the pool boy because my husband is hot he's hot if he was cleaning the pool with no shirt on i'd be happy about it if we had a pool for him to clean too so there's that what else uh so just full disclosure i'm i'm working on it you guys (laughs) I had a rough weekend. Um, Unfortunately, we had to let one of our family members go this weekend. (sighs) Um, We were preparing for this. Um, It does not matter how prepared you are. I have literally not stopped crying about it. Um, We said goodbye to Adoni this weekend. Uh, He was almost 17 years old. He, um, he's a lab mix, um, mixed with chow. He had, thank you. He had a a big purple tongue and big floppy ears and lots of golden hair that was everywhere. Um, so he literally would leave his mark on you. (laughs) Like you could be petting him and then just be like this big, this big, um, patch of hair just on your pants. Thank you. Um, he always smiled. I don't think there were very many days where he was sad. I think the saddest I ever saw him is when we had to put his sister down. And um, he was sad for a long time then. But he tried to troop her through it too, you know. And um, he was 
he was just a really, really good dog. He's one of those dogs. He's one of the, he was like this, like, I honestly didn't think that he was going to make this big of an impression on my life. When I, when I first got him, he seemed so aloof to me, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he seemed like, um, if somebody feeds me, that's my, that's where I'm going to be hanging out. You know, if somebody pets me, that's where I'm going to be. And, um, and he loved strangers. He loved people. He loved animals. He especially loved babies. He loved, um, little boys. Um, he just loved playing with them and, um, he just loved kids. I did not give him any to play with. Sorry, buddy. Next life. Um, but he just had a really good time and he always lived in the moment. So, um, I feel like he was a lesson that I needed in my life. And I, and I knew when he was passing away that I was kind of grasping that lesson and like in remembering him, you know, I didn't get it in the time. I didn't get the lesson while the lesson was being taught. But now that he's gone, I, I'm, I get it. He lived every day in every moment of that day. He lived in, in every moment. He sometimes I would catch him and this is all through his life, not just as an old man, but sometimes I would catch him just sitting outside and watching the world go by and just being so content in that space and in the breeze and in the, you know, he's just so content. And that's the lesson. Everybody's so worried about the future, myself included. I talk about it a lot. And a lot of us live also in the past. I do that also. I'm guilty. But that dog, that dog, his lesson was to live right now in this moment for what it is. Take this moment for what it is. And that's hard to do, but that's a lesson that I'm not going to forget. And when I find myself reaching out, and I don't mean like planning, you know, planning for this week, planning for next week, but I mean reaching out of the moment to worry about next week, to worry about next month. I'm going to remember this dog. I'm going to remember this dog and how he lived just in that moment, in, in that time and in that space until the day he died until the end. Yeah. I love most dogs more than I love people. (laughs) Um, I don't talk to a lot of my family members, man. (laughs) I have like a cousin that I talk to, um, an aunt that I talk to from time to time. Uh, and my mom, And, and I talk to my sister from time to time. That's it. Fuck the rest of them. I don't care. Dogs are far, far better. And uh, we don't deserve them. And it sucks that they, that, that we don't get them for as long. But honestly, like I said, we don't deserve them. And, and they don't deserve to have to let us go. So that's why we have to let them go. And that's real life. 
he would have stayed here forever. He would have really stayed here forever. He was, he wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. And he was like the healthiest dog I ever owned in my whole life. He rarely had any health problems. So it was hard, but we got through it this weekend. We mourned all weekend. Um, obviously still got a lump in my throat about it. Uh, but he will not be forgotten. So with that next topic, <laughs> I don't really think I'm mad about anything today. I'd, which I think is the next thing on the list. Uh, uh, what is, what is can queen mad about? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Nothing really. Uh, just, I am actually, I am dealing with some like deep seated unresolved shit. Uh, I can feel it and it's starting to like well up. Uh, but aside from that, that I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made y'all cry. Yeah. I am also glad that I got to spend his life with him because he changed, he definitely changed my life. Smile often and live in the moment. That's Adoni's lesson for you. He was a big smiley dog. Um, so the uh, next thing on my list is that today is Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, definitely Christopher Columbus can fuck all the way off. He discovered shit and killed a bunch of people. Well, fucking war criminal. <laughs> For real. I'm not lying. Um, let's see. So I wanted to talk actually... Uh, this person has been in the news recently uh, for something that they did uh, back uh, many decades ago and um, and has and has also and has also recently passed away. So I just wanted to um, kind of highlight this. I don't know if you guys keep up with some of the current affairs and stuff, uh, but I wanted to talk about um, Sachin Littlefeather. I think her name is pronounced Sachin. Um, and I, if I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, honestly, I'm probably pronouncing it like a whole, the whole colonizer that I am. Um, she uh, was booed at the Academy Awards in 1973. Um, she's always been an activist. Uh, and she went on stage at the Academy Awards uh as a representative for Marlon Brando on his behalf, he did not show up and she did. And she declined his award. And, uh, the protest was because of the depiction of native Americans on screen. So in the seventies and after that, uh, even sometimes you can still, uh, find it in some, more current stuff, although it's heavily frowned upon. So you don't see it as, as often, but for a long time, um, for way before 1973 guaranteed and way after that as well, uh, Native Americans were depicted in this like savage way in this, um, in, in, in their, uh, desire to create war and attack the white man. It was all very whitewashed uh, depiction of, of historical events and um, made up events, you know, fictional and events as well. And so Marlon Brando was like, 
no, Academy, you shouldn't allow these movies to be in the same category as me. And he was, I don't know what the movie was. If somebody wants to say, it might be in this article too, um, what the movie was. It doesn't really matter. But he was getting uh, an Academy Award for for a movie. And instead of accepting that award, he sent um, Miss Littlefeather, who was then 26 years old, uh, to go there. And uh, let's see, when Miss Littlefeather, then 26, held up her right hand that night inside of the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles, singling to the award presenters, the audience and millions watching on TV uh, and the audience and the millions watching on TV that she acting on Marlon or Mr. Brando's request had no desire to ceremoniously accept the shiny golden statue. It marked one of the best known disruptive moments in the history of the Oscars. Um, she said, I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening and that we will in the future, our hearts and understandings will meet with love and generosity. And they booed her. Uh, she, her appearance on the 45th Academy Awards was the first time a Native American woman had stood on that stage at that ceremony. Uh, she was in a glimmering buckskin dress with moccasins and hair ties, uh, but the backlash and criticism was immediate. Actor John Wayne was so unsettled that a show producer uh, and it said security guards had to restrain him so that he would not storm the stage. <clears throat> she told a Hollywood reporter in August that when she was at that podium in 1973, she stood there alone. And that was very true. She was not, there was nobody to, you know, come to her rescue uh, with all those jeers. And a grown man was like, he's a grown man and he was about to attack a woman on stage for offending him with her words. Like she didn't attack him. She didn't like, she didn't even call him out specifically. She called out his genre of movie and the way that they depicted Native Americans in those movies, but she did not like say John Wayne specifically, right? And even if she had, you're a grown man and you're going after this, you know, young 26 year old woman. Um, so, anyways, moving forward, um, she's recently passed away. I guess she had stage four cancer. Um, so she recently passed away, but not before the Academy issued her an apology. Um, on behalf of the Academy. Um, she uh, also was an actress. So her acting career began in the 70s. Uh, she would go on to play roles in films like The Trial of Billy Jack and Winter Hawk, uh, 1974 and 1975, uh, respectively. Uh, she'd been planning to watch the awards on television when the uh, night before the ceremony, she had received a call from Mr. Brando, who, oh, he was nominated for The Godfather. That's what he was for his performance as Vito. Um, and the two had become friends. The two had become friends through a neighbor, 
uh, Francis Ford Coppola, who had directed the film, Mr. Brando asked her to refuse the award on his behalf if he had won and gave her a speech to read just in case. With only 15 minutes left in the program, Miss Littlefeather arrived at the ceremony with little information about how the night would work. So it was like she was kind of thrown in um, to this. Uh, but yeah, but then he won. And so then she ended up giving the speech and declining the award. Uh, she said that she never finished the speech. She had focused in on the mouths and jaws that were dropping open in the audience. And there were quite a few. The audience holding very few people of color, she recalled, looked like a sea of Clorox. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sorry. She said some, this is kind of gross. Uh, she said some audience members did the so-called tomahawk chop at her. And that when she went through, went to Mr. Brando's house later, people shot at the doorway where she was standing. So this put her in quite a bit of danger. Um, she said, uh, I didn't represent myself. I was representing all indigenous voices out there, all indigenous people, because we had never been heard in that way before. Uh, and this is when she got the apology. So that was last month, actually, or maybe the month before, because this is an older article. But she just recently received an apology. Uh, there's a program called An Evening with Sashin uh, Littlefeather. Um, and then she just, she kind of goes through and recalls, recalls the night. Uh, the audience this time erupted in applause. And she said, I had to pay the price of admission and that was okay. She continued because the doors had had to be open. After learning that the Academy were formally apologized to her, Mrs. Littlefeather said it felt like a big cleanse. It feels like the sacred circle is completing itself before I go on in this life. And then um, she just recently uh, passed away. So um, this day we celebrate people just like her um, and indigenous people all over this world who are working hard to bring back their culture that was whitewashed away in our history. If you learned anything about indigenous culture in public schools, uh, especially, I mean, still now, but especially when we were growing up, there's nothing that I learned that was at, at all true. There's nothing I learned in school about um, colonization is true. And so you got to go to college to get the real learning. Um, and even in private schools, there's some private schools that might teach the real stuff, but a lot of private schools, you know, don't, that's why they're private schools. Cause they want to teach their own curriculum. Um, so yeah, happy indigenous people's day. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you. Thank your generations for your sacrifices. What is next on the list? Oh, I'm supposed to do advertisements now. That's what's next on the list. <laughs> I usually just have somebody telling me what to do. Um, so today's show is brought to you, uh, as always, by CQ LLC. Oh, am I right? No, I clicked the wrong one. 
where go click here cq llc canvas compliance and education company www.cq-llc.com we are a certified rbt provider um, in colorado our email is customer service cqlc at gmail.com and our phone number is 970-426-5985 and if you need compliance training you need a responsible vendor training give us a call we'll be happy to help you and of course, as always, this show is brought to you by Queen Kitty Seltzers. Queen Kitty Seltzers, yummy. It tastes like water. Pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. We have three delicious flavors. We have bubblegum. We have nearly naked. It's going to be a rename. We have bubblegum burst. It's going to be a rename. And we have lemon kiss. Uh, the new labels are coming out soon. And uh, the new uh, CBD line is going to be called Pop This. So pop this kitty. Uh, where, um, where we're sold. We're working on Denver right now. We're working on Florida right now and working on um, getting into some spots in Missouri right now. So those are the, those are the three, three spots that we're working on right now. But when, once we get into those places, I think it's going to be easier for us to expand into your neck of the woods as well. So get you some queen kitty seltzer, pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. Uh, let's see. Today's yes, I know I'm excited. We have we're we're in a conversation with somebody in Florida, so we're just we're trying to get all the parties onto a onto a um on, onto a conference call. Um, so let me set my alarm because MJ's not here, and I don't know when she's if she's going to make it today or yes. Um, if she's going to make it today or not, because it's like a 40 minute drive from, from anyways. So let me just set this alarm so that we know what the times are. I'm going to set it for my nap alarm so that it's like I'm taking a nap, but not really. Okay. So we got it set. So now we're just going to talk about what's going on in this country. So as you guys all might know, I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but Biden announces mass marijuana pardons and calls for cannabis scheduling review. So this is a recent thing that he did. Um, As I've said before, no one should be in jail for just using or possessing marijuana. Today, I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. He said, first, I'm pardoning all federal offenses of simple marijuana possession. There are thousands of people who were previously convicted of simple possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result. My pardon will remove this burden. Uh, Let's see. Does it have all of the uh, replies on here? He had a whole list. There's a whole list. So let me just pull this up. I'll pull it up on Twitter so I can read the whole thing. Second. I'm calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses. Just as no one should be in federal prison solely for possessing marijuana, no one should be in local uh, jail or state prison for that reason either. Third, we classify marijuana at the same level as heroin and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. I'm asking at uh, Secretary Becerra and the Attorney General to initiate the process of reviewing how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. 
I'd also like to note that as federal and state regulations change, we still need more important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales of marijuana. Sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has upended too many lives for conduct that is legal in many states. That's before you address the clear racial disparities around prosecution and uh, conviction. Today, we will begin to right these wrongs. So that's his initial statement. Um, That was on October 6th that he made uh, those statements. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, You guys can put your input in in the um, in the comments. I think it's a good first step. I think it's a really good first step. Uh, And Oklahoma. Oh, my God. We'll get into that in a second. I think it's a really good first step. I want you guys to recognize the language. So people are getting really excited that the White House is about to pardon uh, federal cannabis offenses. No, the White House is about to pardon simple possession offenses. Simple possession offenses. And it's a good first step. I think it's a great first step. Uh, But I also think that if we're also distributing cannabis, that those charges should be also dropped. I honestly think any nonviolent cannabis offense should be dropped. And you guys know how progressive I get into that. Uh, If you listen to us often, you already know that if if a crime was committed, if a crime was committed because you were in jail for a nonviolent drug offense, but a, a violent crime was committed while you were in jail. And had that not violent crime not been had that violent crime not been committed while you were in jail, you would potentially be uh, pardonable. I think that that person should be or expunged. Your your offenses would would be expunged. Otherwise, I think that person's offenses should be expunged. Why do I think that? If not for that person being in jail for a nonviolent cannabis offense, that violent act would not have happened. It would not have happened. And so, therefore, they should not stay in jail because their initial crime that got them there is is not something that they would be arrested for today. Does that make sense to everybody? I know not everybody's going to get on board with that. But sometimes you don't know what happens in prison. And if that person felt like they had to defend themselves and now they have fucking charge a violent crimes charge and that keeps them from getting their record expunged. I think that's kind of bullshit because they shouldn't have been there in the first place. What are you arresting people for marijuana for disproportionately arresting people of color for marijuana for what are you doing that for? So um, I think it's a good first step. I think calling out that it needs to be rescheduled is also a good first step. Uh, I wish they were going to do more. Uh, but Right now, we got to take this first step. So what is the aftermath of that? So I just, um, I pulled up this article about it. Um, he's also, so he's also calling on governors to um, pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses. Now, Kelly has already said that Oklahoma is not going to do that. He is refusing uh, to pardon cannabis charges, he said, that you'll have to apply to the PMP board to be approved. So he's refusing to just like blanket um, uh, pardon those offenses. But, but 
a lot of states. So I'm just going to read a couple of headlines that I saw. I'm not even going to read all of these, um, all of these stories, but I'm going to read some of these headlines. Uh, Florida AG commissioner and Senator push the governor to grant marijuana pardons following Biden's action. Uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris touts federal marijuana pardons after months of silence on cannabis reform. We should look at that one for sure, because that's real. Like they came on the platform talking about cannabis reform and then shut the fuck up about it once they got elected. Cory Booker hasn't shut the fuck up about it. He's been a very, very vocal um, uh, proponent for cannabis reform. Booker is very hopeful Congress will pass marijuana reforms in lame duck sessions following Biden's pardons. So um, we're seeing a Colorado government governor and top officials call on Congress to pass marijuana banking bill. Um, so a lot of these things are happening since Biden announced this. GOP congressman urged Biden to protect tribal marijuana programs as he orders federal crimes uh, cannabis review. North Carolina governor backs marijuana decriminalization and directs lawyers to review pardon options. Uh, Biden's health secretary has already talked to FDA about marijuana scheduling review, which will uh, move more quickly. Biden's labor secretary pledges to help marijuana pardon recipients find good employment. Majority of Americans support Biden's marijuana pardons and want governors to follow suit. So uh, let's see. Dozens are already weighing uh, the option to do that. So we'll look at that real quick because I feel like that's a really good headline as well um, that we might want to follow through on. Um, Will the governors issue marijuana pardons? Uh, Dozens are already weighing in. So I'm just going to like, you know, Alabama's governor, um, a spokesperson for the governor doesn't have, uh, he says, the governor doesn't have the power to unilaterally grant sweeping pardons, which are issued on a case-by-case basis by the Alabama Board Board of Pardons and Paroles. Even if the board uh, could grant Uh, and across the board pardon, it would only impact very small fraction, less than 1% of those currently serving in our state. Arkansas, uh, she's the former, uh, we've talked about her recently because of these new, um, the ballot, uh, the new ballot question. Uh, She is a former administrator of the DEA, uh, or he, sorry, he is a former administrator of the DEA, said that he's against the idea of a federal mass pardon and feels relief should be dealt with on a case-by-case basis. Okay. Um, and, you know, surprise, guys, old white dude. Um, just saying. I'm just pointing out the obvious. What? Why is this not working? Okay. I'll just use my fingers. Here we go. Uh, He's also expressed concerns about the president's scheduling review order, saying that while it sounds good, it represents a step that has not been taken. No shit uh, under the previous two administrations and arguing that Biden is simply playing election year politics and sacrificing our national interest to win votes. You know, the excuse it's a step that has not been taken before is not a reason to not take the step is is all that I'm saying that. We know it hasn't been taken before. It should have been. We shouldn't even be, the the president shouldn't have to have this conversation with you, especially when you are weighing the option in your state, which he's also against this too. He's completely against this, but said he was supported if voters supported it. Um, If you are 
actively against legalization in your state, um, of course you're against what Biden has to say. But your state has legal medical cannabis, so you people should not be in jail for for that when other people are making money off of it. Colorado, he's thrilled. Of course he's thrilled. Thrilled to see POTUS follow Colorado's lead. Two years ago, I took a bold action. And so he's, you know, touting it as, as something he's done. And he did do that. So it's, you know, it's fine. It's fine. We did it. Yay, Colorado. Uh, in Connecticut, Governor Ned Lamont applauded the administration's decision. He's a Democrat. So I'm just, I'm telling you that because, you know, you'll see a pattern. Okay. Like we always do. Right. Some wrongs. He said he's real happy about it, etc. cetera. Uh, Florida agriculture commissioner, Nikki fried, freed, fried, um, who came up short in the race for democratic gubernatorial nomination this year, called on Ron DeSantis, a Republican to follow Biden's lead by supporting the pardoning uh, restoration of rights and clearing of records. Uh, it doesn't appear that the government, has, the governor, of course, you guys do not rehire Ron DeSantis. What are you doing, Florida? What is, why? He has done not a single fucking thing for your state. He's a, outside of cannabis. He hasn't done a single fucking thing for your state. Name one. Oh, wait. You name one, and I'm going to keep reading the headlines. You tell me what he's what he's done for your state. I, I want to know because I'm seriously clueless. He's done nothing to but but follow his own agenda in your in your state. Oh, my God. OK, uh, Georgia, uh, the nominee, Stacey Abrams, Georgia, vote for Stacey Abrams. Um, obviously, she's uh, she would push to decriminalize cannabis possession and support expunging prior records. She's praised president's pardon actions and said her state must fall suit to help. Uh, let's see. Uh, incumbent Governor Brian Kemp, a Republican, doesn't appear to have weighed in. Because he is, you know why they haven't weighed in? Because they're in, they're, they're in a race for governor right now. So they're, yes, they're the incumbent. But if they weigh in on, on cannabis, which is popular in both of those states that the uh, both Florida and, and, um, also Georgia cannabis is popular there. It's the, there's no party discrimination. There's no party line amongst the citizens on that. Ron DeSantis and Brian Kemp cannot go on record as saying that they do not agree with this, with this pardon because it could hurt their chances of getting reelected, but they do not agree with this pardon. They're absolutely wholly against it. They're, they're totally against it. Um, we, we don't need a, we don't, we don't need a statement from either one of them to know that. Um, a spokesperson for Hawaiian, Hawaii governor, governor, David, uh, Ige, a Democrat, uh, said that the official supports the measure, uh, that align with state and federal laws on the issue and is reviewing the president's request to determine whether it is consistent with state law and is in the best interest of the people of Hawaii. Lieutenant Government Governor Josh Green, also a Democrat uh, and a gubernatorial nominee seeking to replace 
Aish, said that he agrees with Biden. No one should be in jail for using or possessing marijuana. It sounds, I don't know uh, Hawaii's government, but it sounds like even though he's a Democrat, that the incumbent is uh, leans a little bit uh, more to the right than in the center. But anyways, uh, so Idaho's governor, Brad Little, a Republican, he issued a statement bashing Biden's cannabis announcement and pointing out that under Idaho law, only the commission of pardons and parole can issue pardons. Um, Biden wants to let people out of jail for drug offenses while he keeps the border open, allowing drug traffickers to pour into our country unchecked. Okay. Fact check. (laughs) No, no, that is it. Okay. Um, so yeah, this guy, I don't know. He's, he, first of all, it was a, it was, it was a, um, suggestion, not a requirement. So for him to be mad about that, uh, with that first statement, anyways, it's clear that president Biden issued a blanket pardon for a show setting bad precedent when cases should be reviewed on their individual merits. So anybody that's not, I don't know. Oh, no, he is. So he don't he don't care. He's saying it with his whole chest. Democratic gubernatorial nominee uh, Stephen Height pledged to support the pardons for people convicted of marijuana possession. So Illinois, um, the governor of Illinois, we know too many black and brown people were disproportionately impacted by disparities in prosecutions and convictions. I'm proud to have taken action and hope to see other states follow our lead. They did this in 2019. If you remember, uh, he started doing uh, pardons back then and expungements. Uh, Indiana, um, he has, okay, so the Indiana governor, Eric Holcomb, has pardon authority, but a spokesperson for his office said that he is not currently available to comment on any plans to follow through on Biden's request as he's currently in Switzerland for an economic development trip. Kansas, um, Laura Kelly said that the governor, Laura Kelly's office, sorry, said that the governor is focused on legalizing medical marijuana. So can, so Kansans with severe illnesses no longer have to suffer and she will continue to consider all clemency and pardon requests based on a complete and thorough review of individual cases. So Kansas is still, and you know, I want to say that when we look at these states, even if they have a Democratic uh, governor or nominee, uh, they might still lean a little um, less than left on some of these topics because even though they're Democrats, they're Democrats in Kansas, you see. So in order to even get a Democratic vote, they can't be too far left. So that makes sense to me why she would tread lightly on that. Uh, Kentucky, uh, Andy Bashir said the official, uh, his office said the official agrees that no one should be in jail, the, the quote, but that the office did not have any immediate plans to grant state level relief uh, as they were not alerted about specifics of the request prior to the announcement. It's like literally, it's like, hey, would you think about doing this? And then they're like, Oh, you didn't warn me that I was going to have to think about this. He's not saying make an on the spot decision, but that you maybe should consider this. And like, here's what we're doing. Maybe consider doing that. That's what he's saying. 
uh, let's see, Louisiana, right move, uh, John Bell Edwards, he's a Democrat, Maryland, uh, Westmore, the Democratic nominee, gubernatorial nominee, happened to be touring a state legal cannabis dispensary to discuss racial equality, uh, racial equity in the industry when Biden made that announcement, and he applauds the decision. Uh, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker said that the state has already moved to provide relief to people with cannabis convictions consistent with the president's directive. Um, Michigan said that the governor has been working to deliver uh, the resources that law enforcement needs to stay focused on fighting gun crime and going after violent crimes. So I feel like they just skipped over, but there's more to that. But basically, we'll continue to work with anybody. So uh, Minnesota, the governor supports the president's decision. Missouri, a spokesperson from Missouri Governor Mike Parson, who is a Republican, said that Biden's proclamation is limited to individuals who violated federal law and does not implicate state law in any way. Okay. Okay, Missouri, just in Missouri, those with criminal records can apply for expungement under state law. They uh, they said Governor Parson has used his state constitutional authority to grant pardons to individuals who demonstrate a changed lifestyle. But like, what do they have to change? Cannabis is legal in your state, at least medically. It's so crazy to me. Like, what do you mean changed lifestyle? They could like literally be in the same lifestyle. If you expunge their shit, they could go do it legally. Is what we're saying. Is what we're saying. It's, uh, come on. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting down to the bottom. Uh, Montana, uh, a spokesperson for Greg Gianfort. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Republicans signaled in a statement that the governor is not planning on any mass clemency. Of course not. Don't expect anything out of some of these. The president announced today uh, in Nebraska, the president announcement today on marijuana reveals once again that he is both misinformed and ill-advised regarding the issues surrounding marijuana. Um, No, Governor Pete Ricketts, you are actually misinformed, but okay. There is no one in our state correctional system who has been incarcerated simply because they possess marijuana. I would like to see the records on that, sir. I would like to see the records on that, Nebraska. I would like to see the records on that, Nebraska. I don't believe you for a fucking second. If that's true, then you are the most, Nebraska is the most progressive state when it comes to that ever. Ever, if that's true. He goes on to say, furthermore, the legalization of marijuana in other states has demonstrated an increase in drug cartel activity, has not. Increase in driver impairment, has not. And with far higher THC levels, that's true. Uh, greater risk for permanent mental health impairment, not true. Especially for adolescents, also has been pr- proven false. Or, or uh, you know, studies have shown that that's not true either. Uh, this is exactly the wrong direction for our country. This guy is the wrong direction for our country because he is like actually literally spouting like non-facts as facts. He's like, um, this non-truth is true. And that's none of what he said is true. Actually, driver impairment has gone down in Colorado and states like Colorado. Um, what was the other thing that he said uh, that... Uh, 
he said, what else did he say? Drug cartel activity has not increased drug cartel activity in a legal state, in a legal state. You think people bringing marijuana into this legal state? What? It doesn't even make sense what you just said. Um, and the biggest drug cartel is the fucking pharmaceutical companies. So don't even fucking get me started on that. That like literally kill more people every year than marijuana ever thought about killing. Marijuana literally has one death on the books right now, and that's still being investigated. So like, I don't even, oh, this guy, stop reelecting these people. In Nevada, I know I'm talking to a wall when we talk about Nebraska, though, because I feel like, anyways, Nevada. Um, Governor Steve Sisolak, he's a Democrat, touted the state's ongoing efforts to provide relief. They've already been started doing this. They started doing this back in 2020, um, working on getting people pardoned through their board of pardons. Uh, I think some of these state laws you have to follow and they, they don't have like gubernatorial, gubernatorial uh, you know, power to, to do that on their own. They either have to have permission from their um, state uh, Senate and house and, uh, their, their state congressional authority, um, or, or they have to go through a pardoning board or whatever, but still to, to support that is a good idea and to not support it is a bad idea. Um, New Hampshire, a spokesperson for New Hampshire governor, uh, Chris Sununu, (laughs) who's a Republican, uh, said that, the official has done more on issues surrounding marijuana reform than any other governor in New Hampshire history. After years of inaction by, oh, see, they're just going to be like, Democrats didn't do shit here. Uh, that's because they couldn't back then. So just moving on. Anyways, he's uh, he signed uh, decriminalization so that no one could be jailed for, for minor amounts and expanded access to the medical marijuana program and provided a pathway to annul old convictions of marijuana possession. So he's been doing his thing. Um, Surprise, but okay. Uh, Governor Michelle uh, Grisham, Luan Grisham, uh, touted expungements provisions, including in legislation that she had signed along with a marijuana legalization bill. Um, So New Mexico is already doing it. Uh, let's see, North Carolina, oh, North Carolina, Governor Roy Cooper said that he's directed state attorneys to review pardon authority for marijuana offenses. <clears throat> so that's good to hear. Uh, let's see. I'm hoping I'm not skipping any North Carolina. Then what's next? Ohio, Ohio, uh, Governor Mike, uh, DeWine said that the official does not intend to abide by the president's request for state action saying Ohio law doesn't allow the governor to issue blanket pardons and that a person who needed to uh, be found to be found in possession of large quantities of marijuana in order or that a person would have to be in possession of large quantities in order to face incarceration. He is a Republican surprise. Uh, The president's opinion is what it is, but reviewing his press release uh, for the types of situations he's talking about, Ohio law does not permit people to be sentenced for those situations. Uh, not now, but you might have still people sitting from before. So uh, let's just, you know, just make sure. 
Biden's announcement came a week after the deadline closed for a one-month expedited marijuana pardon program that was launched by Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Wolf said that he doesn't have a unilateral pardon authority, but is doing everything that he can to right the wrongs that uh, that the failed war of the failed war on drugs. So. Uh, Pennsylvania is doing what they can. And I actually remember when they put that out too. So a lot of states, when they legalized medically, started doing some of this stuff. And then a lot of states didn't. So as you can see, Rhode Island, the, the president's announcement is a crucial step forward for fairness and justice in our nation. It is uh, it is 420 on the West Coast, right when we get to Rhode Island. So uh, smoke them up. And Rhode Island is um, is for pardoning um, low level possession offenses. Just go state by state. Just a few more. And then, uh, we're going to play a, would you rather, (laughs) uh, Tennessee governor, Bill Lee said flatly that, uh, the, they said from his office, that flatly that the gov- the official is not considering granting this. So no to Tennessee. Despite Texas Governor Greg Abbott previously voicing support for marijuana decriminalization and saying he doesn't think people should be in jail over cannabis possession, a spokesperson for his office dismissed Biden's request for state action. However, the gubernatorial candidate, Beto O'Rourke, is completely for this and for legalization in Texas as well. So y'all need to stop voting for people like Greg Abbott and vote for somebody like Beto O'Rourke, literally. Just legalize in Texas so I can go visit my mama, y'all. I can't I can't go visit my mama right now because she decided to move her ass to Texas and I'm a whole felony in Texas, so I'm not going to go there. So, But if they legalize there, vote Beto. It would... It would be amazing, y'all. He will legalize cannabis. The Virgin Islands. The U.S. Virgin Islands uh, Governor Albert Bryan Jr. touted the official's legislation to legalize marijuana in the territory and that he plans to send uh, to the legislator saying that Reparative justice for the people with nonviolent cannabis convictions is fundamental tenet of the proposal. Uh, Utah, the governor, uh, Spencer Cox, said, that he doesn't have the authority to pardon anyone, but I disagree with the president's entire approach. Um, Whether it's transferring student loans to, God, this guy, whether it's transferring student loan debts to millions of other taxpayers or ignoring federal law enforcement laws, like what? Uh, The president continues to disregard the checks and balances in our system. No, uh, okay. I bet he voted anyways. Virginia, Governor Glenn uh, Young Youngkin, a Republican. Why, y'all? Why? Why? Uh, hasn't directly commented on the president's announcement yet, but a spokesperson for his office said that the administration is reviewing the president, uh, reviewing President Biden's executive action. Former Governor Ralph North Ralph Northam, who was legalizing cannabis in Virginia before you guys fucking unseated him, but okay signed a bill to legalize marijuana possession and cultivation into law last year. Youngkin said he's not going to overturn this, uh, but he also signed um, 
you know, he was also preparing to get y'all going and that all was overturned like immediately as soon as Youngkin got into office, he stopped all motion on that legalization shit. So there you go. Washington state. Uh, the president's efforts are very much aligned with ours to correct some of the nation's longstanding disparities in the justice system. Uh, Governor Jay Inslee, uh, Democrat. Wisconsin, Governor Tony Evers, Democrat, supports marijuana legalization, has already granted clemency to a number of individuals, so he's on board for this. Uh, that was Wisconsin. Did I get that wasn't every, was that everybody? That was everybody. That was everybody that was listed on that list. So I don't know. I think I went through all the states, but maybe I missed a few. Mm, South Carolina wasn't on there. South Dakota wasn't on there. So there were a few states missing. Um, but overall, those are, those are a few of the states and what they had to say. And you'll notice that a lot of the incumbent Republican candidates aren't saying anything right now in states where legalization is very popular. And they don't want to say anything because they don't want that issue to be the issue that they do not get reelected on. Don't reelect them. Don't. Please elect Beto O'Rourke if you're in Texas. Please do. Please do. Please do. He's got, yeah, please elect him. Also, legalize in Texas because I need to go visit my mama. Okay. So, uh, okay. I have a would you rather. You guys all have to participate. I see you all in the comments. So I want to answer from each and every one of you. Okay. Would you, have I done this? I don't know if I've done this one. Tell me if I've done this one and I'll change it if I have, but I don't think I have. I don't feel like I got answers from the audience. Would you rather, would you rather be a handmaid or would you rather be a tribute in the Hunger Games? Would you rather be a handmaid or would you rather be a tribute? I feel like y'all already know my fucking answer. <laughs> y'all know where I end up if I'm in a hand, if I'm a handmaid. <laughs> Either way, I die. <laughs> Why? Why do you want to be a tribute? Why not a handmaid? Let's pretend you have a vagina, first of all, and you're not like a man. Okay, so a tribute is uh, basically there's two, a male and a female from, and they're, they're kids, but let's fucking disregard that. Um, from each, uh, each uh, what do you call them? Uh, district sorry the the word slipped my mind from each district so two children from each district it had is male and female and then they would be put into a a, a scenario like um like uh like think uh like uh what do you call it the, uh, the island game what's the island game what's it called <laughs> what's the island game called that they play on tv the last survivor the survivor game what is it? What's it called? So imagine that. So they're just like in a, in a whatever, but it's a created environment. So the environment is created to be 
harmful and um, all of the tributes are pitted against each other. So they could die from environmental means, they could die from another tribute. And then um, the last tribute standing is the winner of the Hunger Games. That's the premise of that. That's it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I watched like first season and then I was out. So imagine like Survivor and then like Naked and Afraid, but with clothes. Um, but like those types of environments of like, like uh, what do you call it? Survivalist type environments. And then. And then like the purge. So that's that's Hunger Games. It's like the survivor and purge. I, <laughs> I would be a tribute. The other one was a handmaid. So basically you're a slave to a rich family and you have to shop for them and fuck the husband and, uh, uh, and, and you're not allowed to read. Uh, and you're not allowed to speak out of turn and you're not allowed to run away and you're not allowed to, uh, uh, marry outside of your race or else or inside of your gender. And you're forced to have the babies of the rich men because their wives are infertile. Uh, but it turns out a lot of them are, <laughs> And they blame their wives. But anyways, uh, yeah, fuck all of that. I would end up on a whole wall. So I'm going to take my chances as a tribute because at least, hello, Vlad, at least <laughs> I will be on a wall. I'd be like, uh, first of all, I'm not wearing that. Second of all, I'm not cooking for you. And third, I'm not fucking you. I would just, no. Yeah, I'd be like, no. And then they would beat me into submission. And I'd still be like, I mean, you can beat the fuck out of me. I'm still not doing it. And then they would like, they also send some of them to the coal mines to die there. To like breathe in all the shit. And then it's like die from some various cancer. Anyways, I would go with a tribute. Because with a tribute, you get weapons or access to weapons. If you can get to them, there's a chance you could survive. You probably won't, but at least... Whoa! <laughs> She's here. I made it. You made it just in time for the Would You Rather. I was listening. I was listening while I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would be a tribute. I'm going to be a tribute. Yeah, Hunger Games tribute all the way. Like, if you're going to die regardless, like, at least you have a fighting chance. At least you have a fighting right? chance. And you go out like a fucking champ, right? Yeah. Like, fucking go out like a yeah and it's like the matrix survivor and the purge all combined together Ooh, yes. they got tech too they yeah, got the they technology got the too yes yes you're right you're right yeah. they got the tech too yeah absolutely hey, hey, hey. everybody's happy you're here what up yeah no I jury duty for me y'all yay 
Yay. I was, I was really putting all my energy into that. Cause I was like, what are we going to do for three weeks? Oh, they respected the fact that um, they were like, so you noted that this would be a financial hardship if you were selected. Uh, I was like, yes. I was like, I am single and I provide solely for myself. And if I don't work, bills don't get paid. <laughs> and also like I own my business. So if I don't work, I don't get paid. Like yeah, I said, I, I said, I'm self-employed. I do my, you know, yeah. I was like, if you don't work and the judge was like, he's like, do you talk to yourself a lot? I said, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> all day the whole car ride here thank you very much <sighs> but i don't actually talk to myself as much anymore i just i turn on marco polo and i tell you what i'm thinking so that it's recorded what i was thinking because sometimes it's like a lot of times it's like business related it's like oh we should do and then i like so i talk to you about it now I know we have to have a whole separate channel for, for that now, because I think about all the messages we've left for each other that are buried like a hundred videos back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're going to have to like one day go through that. <laughs> no, <sighs> no, no, we just have to remember what we have. <laughs> no. oh. so, yeah, um, it was a good show. I talked about, uh, I talked about uh, a little bit about uh, Sushin Littlefeather. Uh, and then I talked about um, uh, Biden's announcement and what that means for other states. And um, and yeah, and it was great. And it was a great nice. show. I think it was a great show. What do y'all think? Y'all think I did good? Y'all think I did good on my show? <laughs> yeah, I heard the rundown. I, I, I was listening. Um, for a hot minute i was at the beginning i was like oh god we can't have jury duty till the 28th it just can't happen no i was like so i was so nervous i was too because it was taking forever and so they were actually calling back everyone individually to ask them questions you know about what you know the questionnaires that we filled out y'all and that's what they, you know, I'm like, I probably could have said a million of things that you could probably have gotten me excused. I was like, but the most important one was that I was like, this is, this would cause me hardship. Yes. Um, they're like, your employer wouldn't pay. I'm like, nope, sure won't. I was like, I'm a, I was like, I work on commission and sales and I work for myself. I was like, it doesn't, I was like, if no one's out there, there's no <laughs> And they were like, okay. Like my um, job requires me to be there. But it was intimidating as hell because you had to like, you, you, you go into a conference room and it's both sides of lawyers and the judge sitting there. So you feel like you're like on trial. I was like, <sighs> you know, they're all staring at you. <laughs> they would have like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm, I will, I feel like I will get dismissed immediately just the way I look. They, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that they, they, I don't know if they appearance, it, it's more the word, you know, that they yeah. did the case. Like, yeah. 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 And Yo, so Amy, her drive today, she drove three hours today for this. Yes. She she had to show up at 9 a.m. or something like that and then 
they were like, come back at one. And it's a 40 minute drive one way. <laughs> you guys. It's funny. Cause I mean, you know, I thought about it. I was like, I, I feel like pre COVID days, they would have just made you wait there from nine to one, you know, while they went through all those questionnaires or they went through all of that information. Like that was definitely, I think a factor in what, you know, and even the judge yeah. was like, like, we're sorry that this seems kind of like this. He's like, but it's taken, you know, he's like, and now we just, we want to make it, this is going to expedite the process to choose, but um, you know, it's just, um, you know, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but you know, yeah, it's, it's going to be like, by when I got excused, um, they still had not, they have to choose, uh, they have to choose a jury and they had only um, made two people stay at that point. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was thankful, thankful. I was like, I'll, if they if I, they weren't going to let me out on that that one, I was going to have to unleash all the other things because I have crying. <laughs> you know, there were people that straight up were like, you know, and that's the thing is like it's associated with a big entity, you know, here in the valley, and so a lot of people were like, I have ties to that, I have ties to that, I have ties to this yeah. person, I'm you know, and so like that took out half of the people. Um, <clears throat> right away so it was like whoa um but not it not it <laughs> and uh, i hope everyone the best on that you know because that's not it's not an easy uh easy thing that they're gonna have to deal with so well not it well <laughs> that's the best news today it's the best news today um also, do you talked about our labels? Our labels are are good. We're good to go. I have not seen an email saying that they're not <laughs> either. So, yeah, let's get it. Talked about Missouri. I missed the first half hour. Cost the last half. But yeah. Sounded like a good show, good role. Got to get get some people fired up to talk about their states. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm excited for talking about Missouri. Yes, yes, this is gonna be great. I are we gonna? Do we have a our our venue set yet? Like, do we need to work on that? I guess now that we've, I just need internet for the venue just internet right yeah if we have internet then we're good okay okay all right darling well anything else we need to cover today uh-uh <laughs> I, I just read an email that was like okay okay uh, no, I think we covered everything. Uh, we got our would you rather out of the way. Everybody here wants to be a tribute, and I don't fucking blame you because who wants to be a goddamn hammer? I mean, nobody wants to be either, but like literally. At yeah. least if I win, I know that I'm like supplying, you know, food and everything for my district for a year. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, and if I lose, at least I'm not fucking having At least I died an honorable death. I don't know. <laughs> 
time. <laughs> yeah. That, like, see, I have not, I have not actually watched The Handmaid's Tale. I think just because it completely skeeps me out. I uh, yeah, I watch it in patches because. I have watched several episodes and I'll be like, no, this is too, it's too close to happening. Like I'm like, you can see like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can see like some changes in some spaces that are like creating this uh, ability for something like that to happen. Perfect storm. Her like totally. And people aren't even aware. All of a sudden women are just going to be like, what? What do you mean I can't work? What do you mean I can't have a bank account unless I'm married to a person of my same race, which I am not? So that's problematic. <laughs> right? I was like, well, that, you know. Oh, no, I love the show. The show is great. It is well done. It is amazing. The acting in it is uh it's it's top notch. Oh, I've heard it's a it's an it's amazing. Uh, but it's, it's also perfect. as a person who uh has a vagina, sometimes difficult to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's because the reality it looks too close to home sometimes. Okay, I just have to say so. This is totally off subject. Okay, the um crow about something because. Um, when I worked at the, uh, the high-end, um, clothing store, when I first moved here, mm-hmm. there was a line of, um, lightweight leather clothing that is made in Italy <laughs> and it's very expensive. So mm-hmm. I went to a thrift store on my way home and I actually found one of the jackets and it was $10, <gasps> not 500 that's amazing. They didn't even know what they had. Nope. And there's like a little stitch job here, but it kind of lends itself yes. to, to the jacket, you know, as far as just like. Yeah. Rich people look for perfection too much. Yeah. And it's not necessary. So I messaged my girls that I used to work with and was like, yo, <laughs> just got the, the Ilya Moto jacket for 10 bucks. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Find. I think that's a perfect way to end the show. Uh, you guys, thanks for hanging out with us today, with me today. And I'm so glad that MJ made it in right at the end. And I'm so glad you don't have jury duty for the rest of the time. Oh my God. Um, I was so, I was so anxious about that. Um, but, uh, be nice to yourselves, put your mask on before assisting others. It's very important. Yeah. Yes. Cultivate love. You deserve it. Bring it to you. Like this. And if not, we love you. If you ever feel unloved, just know we love you. Uh, and as always, stay lifted, everybody. Stay lifted. Oh wait, I didn't. I didn't prepare the. I didn't prepare the the. She's good. You might. I could give you a live action. Go oh. ahead. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> there it is. You guys, we'll see you on Wednesday and uh, maybe we'll have a guest. I don't know. I'm working on it. <laughs> see you guys on Wednesday, 420 Mountain Standard Time. 